0: Jordan, Greg Berhalter just selected you for the U.S. men's national team. You know that you will miss the first round of the MLS playoffs because of the nine-day quarantine rule. Do you go?
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's me, Jordan. I hope you guys are ready to lace. Put them sweatbands on like they've never been taken off before because that's a great question, Nate. You know what? First off, before I even answer that question, how dare the MLS and God, whatever the hell is uh, the, the commissioner, Don Garber, decide to put the MLS playoffs Right in line with an international tournament. I hope this is an eye-opener for the U.S. men's national team, secretary of state, president of the union, whatever the hell he calls himself. (laughs) You do not need to have a playoff system when the rest of the world has international break. It's ridiculous. It's redundant. We need to get out of this damn playoff system. There should just be sporting games or whatever. You play everybody twice, and that's it. The system needs to go away. You have J.P. Morgan trying to build a whole nother league in Europe when they should stay in here and just build up the MLS and make it powerful and make sense. So would I go? Absolutely. You know, it's not every day that you're going to go and play in a meaningful game for your country. It's just an international friendly, but if I'm good enough to go to a friendly, I'm good enough to get my club back into the MLS playoffs next year. What about you? If Tatas or TD or... Dick Lish just called you up and said, <laughs> Hey, Nate, you want to come play? You going?
0: If Tata called me for the Mexican national team, hell yeah, I'm going. Just like Pizarro did for Inter-Miami. You're going no matter what. Mm-hmm. Sorry to the team, but my alliance is with my country. Welcome- it's funny that
1: you say that because... Uh, you know, you say your alliances to your country, you live in America, you're born in America, and yet your country is south of the border. Whatever, we'll get, whatever. You know, that's right.
0: Continue. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Did Someone Say Soccer? Yes, finally. Jordan got his permission slip signed, and he is on the show. Welcome that's back. I
1: even got it laminated.
0: Laminated. All right, guys. So... I believe that we will tie. I believe that we will tie. So what do you think, Jordan? Mm-hmm. Give me your... Uh, first of all, I think that you should shut the hell up because you guys didn't even
1: play. Um, yes, we did tie. And we tied against the B team of Wales. Uh, Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey were so terrified of this new wave, this new generation, the golden era of the U.S. Men's National Team, that they decided to watch the Masters on the laptop in the booth. So that's one thing that, you know, you can take into. Uh, It was an interesting game. I was kind of, you know, a little confused as to why we decided to play this game with a false nine and have four strikers on the bench. To me, it doesn't make any sense. But if if Sargent plays, then we have a real strike. I don't know. The whole lineup was kind of weird. Um, I don't like how Greg Berhalter decided to, you know, not really play Gio in his proper position. He showed flashes out in the wing, but, I mean, if you're the national team coach, you obviously got to get a hold of your club's coach and see what fits your best player's style. That's not his style. So that's just one of the things that caught my eye. I mean, you saw the game or you saw highlights or something. What what did you think?
0: Well, I was working. Real- when this was going on and I tried to watch the highlights and I guess this game was so amazing that there was only three minutes of highlights out there. But from what I did see, uh, Zach Steffens clearly the number one. We saw a young U.S. team, they struggled a lot in the final third. So not having a real nine out there probably hurt them. I mean... Probably having Zardes out there, or even your boy Josie out there, having a a real nine, could have probably helped them. I don't know. Maybe Bertholder, uh intentions were to play this way with uh, Pulisic out there, and decided just to hey, just let's just go with it with the team that we have, and we'll see what happens. And that's what that's what we kind of saw. I mean, we were seeing players playing out of out of their position. We saw uh Weston McKinney, who's clearly the best player out there um today for the United States um try to play that ten role. I, I completely agree with your take on he should have he should have contacted the coaches and been like, how do we play these players out there? And maybe there could have been a better outcome. Oh yeah.
1: Uh first off I just want to go back a little bit. Don't ever compare Josie to being my boy, because uh, that's disrespectful to Zardes. Uh, second, um, Greg Berhalter is just one of those coaches that I think wants to play one specific style, and it's build the ball out of the back to the midfield to the front. The problem is, is when you don't have a proper nine, you don't have that, that final third, like you said. Uh, a couple things that I wrote down that really stuck out. Uh, Gio Reyna showed flashes, but he just wasn't used properly. And then there are three players that I have equals truth written next to my notes, okay? Weston McKinney, that moved to Juve, uh, teaching Ronaldo how to finally play real soccer, American style soccer, uh, has made Weston McKinney the truth. He was the best player out there, hands down. He was bullish and he just took control of the game. Uh Gino teaching Messi how to play real soccer the American way for when they both come over to the MLS. Um, he is showing that he is also the truth, man, that dude, ballsy. I'm going to take the ball up in the 80th, 85th minute, try and nutmeg somebody and then get back. It's just, you know, you're not used to seeing people like that. Uh, I still remember the days of, you know, whoever. And finally, this kid, Giannis Musa. I think that's how you say his name. I don't really know. This kid is so damn strong and fast and the way he played, it was it was exciting. It was just so fun to watch a fast, not lethargic, youthful team out there. Musa is interesting because he he can go to four different nationalities. I don't know the other three, but I hope he stays with the US.
0: So let me so, ask you this. Do you think that there was too much pressure on these guys? I mean, you have guys from, you have guys from Uve, Barca, Man City. I mean, was there too much pressure on these guys? I mean, this is a, a your first game back and over almost over a year. Uh, I think the West
1: McKinney said it best. He said that this team wants to be the light at the end of a dark tunnel, and if you're. Over the age of, let's just say, 20, you have seen the same U.S. national team for at least seven or eight tours on the international stage. It's dark as hell in this tunnel. We've seen the same players. Nothing has changed. So these youthful kids are trying to do a lot right away. We have to remember, they played together for two days. Hell, they had a player report On Monday, they had Tuesday and Wednesday to practice, and now they're out there playing against the Welsh team that has been playing together in the League of Nations. So, I mean, to tie this team 0-0, it's not sexy, but it showed flashes of what's to come. And it's showing these other bigger teams that if we invest in these American players, it's going to pay off. Hell, we have Nike, we have Adiketus, we have you know, whatever factories that are pumping out athletes left and right. And it finally showed for once in my life, I seen, I, I witnessed a team that was fast and energetic and, you know, taking guys one-on-one and doing one-two touches and not afraid to do some crossovers. It was just exciting to see. So whether or not we won or we lost this game, we I mean, we tied, but if we were to lose, I still would be excited and hopeful for the future.
0: See, that's where I think you're wrong because... I think you guys had to win this game. I think that since you guys are so young and you guys haven't played, and like you said, you're you're one one guy uh, that has the four um, countries that he can choose from. I think that would have gave him more incentive to play for the United States.
1: Well, my thing with that, though, is that he's not. I think England is one of his other nationalities. He's not going to choose England because he'll never get a play there. They're a dumpster fire in their own right, and then I think he has like uh, I don't want to I don't want to speculate on where he's at, but some other countries that aren't going to be big name. If you want a chance to play and you want a chance to grow with the team, staying with the U.S. is the best possible po- uh, outcome for you. So, but, you know, it, it, if you're not a U.S. fan, you're a hater, and you think that not winning this game is a failure. When in reality, it's not, because we just showed everybody that we are a different team than what well, anyone's used to. We had no player that we've ever seen before playing. I mean, with the exception of like Reggie Cannon or whatever, but he didn't really have that big of an outcome. You know, these are new guys. These are young guys. We, we didn't have two of our best players. We didn't have Sargent. We didn't have Pulisic. So it, it, it is a step forward. It's a step in the right direction. Now, when it comes to like when Mexico plays, when you play, you have the same team out there. So it, it's literally time to put up or shut up for you and your team. Because none of your players are out there making splashes in the big market. Yeah, you might have some, some guys in the youth academy teams for big clubs, but they're not on the main stage. They're not playing in Champions League.
0: Exactly. So that's why you have these guys that are playing in Champions League. It doesn't matter their age. And if they're playing in the big games, they should come up and play for the national team the same way. Well, you got to realize that they've had two days to train together.
1: The average age for these guys is 22. You have a bunch of 17-year-old kids making their first first cap appearance.
0: Okay, so then do you take – so is this your Olympic team then?
1: I wouldn't be mad if it is because by the time
0: we get to the Olympics, we'll
1: have more time to play together. Yeah, you saw three minutes of highlights, and a highlight is just the best part of the game. They don't show you the boring part of the game where you're controlling 70-80% of the game.
0: Yes, but then you had 61% of the, of the um, possession, but you didn't score. You didn't. I know, but translate
1: that to the previous years when we would watch them play in the World Cup. We didn't have any possession.
0: Well, you didn't even play in the World Cup.
1: I, I said previous years. Stress the previous.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a different style
1: of play. I'm not mad about this team at all. I don't think uh, Burholter is the coach to go. I think that needs to get out of here. Donovan needs to step up and take control like we all know we're going to in the future. But I mean again, we didn't have Pulisic. We didn't have, Sargent. This is the team that was put together, you know. We had 2 days of full training. I think you'll see a different side when we play Panama. I know Panama's not Wells, Wales, the Welsh. But it's a Concacaf team. What
0: do you want to see? Or- what do you want to see out of the- yeah. What do you want to see in the Panama game that you didn't see this game? I want to see a true nine.
1: I want to see Gio play 10. I want to see Weston McKinney and Gio create some sort of link-up play. Tyler Adams was out there, too, and he actually played a really good game. These kids, they're playing on the big, the biggest stages that you can play on, and it's showing. Like I said, you know, the three minutes of highlights that you saw, you didn't see uh, Yusuf uh, Jonas Mensah uh, manhandle these, men out there. You didn't see Tyler Adams control the game. You didn't see Sergino Des taking guys one on one. You know, it's stuff that you wouldn't normally see. When you watch a US game from the previous years, you're like, good or change the channel. These guys are boring. And although we only had three minutes of highlights, this wasn't boring soccer. It was fun. So I think when we play Panama, Panama's a game that we need to win. We need to score, we need to win. If we don't win that game, then questions do start rising. For
0: Alright guys, well, that was hot and heavy, and we, after this break, we'll get into the MLS playoffs. Okay, Jordan, in two weeks, the MLS playoffs start. The West is pretty much done, but the East still have to fill in some uh, some some brackets, still have to fill out the brackets, and there's two games that need to be played to, to figure out who the Union play and Toronto play, so... We're going to go with the 7-seed Nashville against Inter-Miami at the ten spot. Who are you taking? All
1: right, first and foremost, it's very impressive that two expansion teams come in right off the bat and they get into the play-in game for the tournament. You know, that's, that says a lot to these owners that are buying these teams like they're, they're hotcakes. Uh, overall, Nashville SC has been better. Just straight up better. When they played twice throughout the season... Nashville won one, and they they, they tied. That was before Inter Miami had Gonzar, uh, Iguain. I think it's Gonzalo. Oh, Iguain yeah. and Matweedy and all of the fame that comes with the Miami. So, with that being said, I am going to take Nashville.
0: What about you? I'm going against Inter. I'm going to take Inter Miami. I'm taking. All right. I'm taking Iguain to show up. To push his team through to the next round. So, and if that happens, so if Inter-Miami wins, they play the Union. If Nashville wins, then they're going to play Toronto.
1: Okay.
0: If I'm Philly, I definitely want to play Inter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we go to the next game. And the next game is, at the 8th spot, the Revolution. And then at the ninth spot, we have Montreal.
1: So, in this game, it's very interesting. They've played four times this season. New England Revolution has won three out of the four games. But, one of my all-time favorite players, Thierry Henry, the head coach of Montreal Impact, is going to have them firing on all cylinders, man. He didn't score 51 goals and 42 assists when he played for the MLS for nothing. He's going to get these guys fired up. But that being said, New England Revolution wins.
0: Because it's New England. They cheat. I am going <laughs> to I am going to disagree again. I don't know if you saw this uh this the high, the um the clip of Thierry Henry giving the game the the speech before the, his match before the the last game of the playoffs. And he he gave this pre-game speech and it was it was good. It gave me goosebumps. I mean, if Thierry Henry was my coach, I'd be I'd be playing balls out every game for him. So I'm going to take uh, Montreal with the upset. Okay, you say that,
1: but remember, it's New England. And if we know anything about New England, they were recording that speech, so they are also watching that speech getting goosebumps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so let's start out with the West. And the first game we're going to go with, we're going with Sporting KC at the one spot against San Jose Earthquakes at the eight.
1: All right, so I live my life very simple. There's one rule that I live by and I stand by. I will always go against San Jose. Give me Sporting Kansas City.
0: Hmm. I'm actually going to take San Jose with the upset because Sporting KC, starting striker, will not be there because he'll be on quarantine Mm. for nine days coming back from the Mexican national team. All right. So let's move on to the Loons at the four spot and the Rapids at the five spot.
1: Oh, those Looney Tunes, man. I'll tell you what. They left a nasty taste in my mouth when we lost to them in the MLS's back tournament. You know, these two teams played two weeks ago where the Loons won. Minnesota United won 2-1. I, they also tied in the MLS's back tournament. I was like, I don't know what I was talking about there. They won two weeks ago and then they tied. Okay, so they're, you know, they're feeling themselves a little bit. With that being said, give me the Rapids on the upset alert.
0: Damn, Damn we are going to disagree to disagree today. I am taking the loons. Minnesota United. I just think their coach is a way better coach, and I think that they have a better team. So I'm taking the loons there. All right, so we go to the next one. Portland Timbers versus FC Dallas. Timbers come in at the three spot, and and FC Dallas comes in at the six.
1: All right, man. If you remember at the very beginning of the season, I had a personal conversation with you, and I said FC Dallas is possibly the truth. You know they have a good farm system, they bring these players up, they ship them out, they make mediocre money because the MLS doesn't know how to do business. But Portland is also one of those teams that is becoming an under-the-radar, juggernaut, powerhouse, whatever, stepping, not stepping stone, but like a stabilizer. You know, it's a pillar. A pillar. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. It's a pillar of the MLS. With that being said... Give me FC Dallas with the possible upset. As I have Ooh. this written down, I'm looking down. I got Portland checkmarked, but you know what? I just talked myself into FC Dallas. Give me FC Dallas.
0: Hey, you see that scarf above me? What's that say? Yep. It says Timbers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Taking the Timbers. They're a playoff team. They play better in the playoffs, they play better in tournaments. So I'm taking the Timbers. Sorry, Dallas. All right, the next game. Ooh, this is a juicy match. We have Seattle Sounders at the two spot and your boys, LAFC at the seven.
1: All right, once again, we're going to have to have a conversation about you saying people are my boys. No, 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 sir. This matchup might as well just be the championship game the way ESPN is going to broadcast this game. It's ridiculous. I hate everything about it. They've played 1 billion times this season, and Seattle has won two-thirds of the game, and LAFC has won, I don't care. That's how much I don't care. Um, But, it is the year 2020, and if we know anything about 2020, if you live in LA, you're probably going to win a championship. Also, no team, or three teams, three, have only, or three teams have ever repeated as champions in the MLS tournament.
0: Give me LAFC. Ooh, we're we are, are going gonna to agree on this game. I'm taking Carlitos Vela away and the LAFC to get the upset over the Sounders. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I am actually excited to watch every match here for the West. Uh,
1: yeah, the West is all right. I mean, my heart lies in the East.
0: Okay, so let's go to the East. We have the supporter Shield winners, Philadelphia Union versus either Nashville or Miami. I am going to take Philly,
1: and it's not because they're the Supporters' Shield winners. It's because they're just better than whoever they're going to play. That's all I got for you. They're just better.
0: Yep. I'm going to take the Union also. Orlando at the four spot and NYFC, NYCFC at the fifth. All right, so New York City
1: FC has one too many letters in their name and I hate them for that and I'll never forgive them. Orlando City SC is not much better, but they are the Purple People leaders. They are the MLS's back champions. Nani is Nani. And they have a kid, uh, Mueller or Moeller, I don't really know how to say his name, but he should be getting called up to the U.S. men's national team here soon uh, in the second uh, friendly break. Give me Orlando City.
0: I am also going to take Orlando City because I believe that NYCFC have a lot of people missing in this, in this first round. Alright, so the match that we've all been waiting for, the Columbus crew at the three spot and the New York Red Bulls at the six.
1: Alright, so these guys played only one game, and that was in the MLS's back tournament. We all know what happened in Cruz that ass 2-0. Nothing's gonna change in this game. You know, the crew were we, we kinda fell off a little bit. We should have got that supporter shield, but you know, it's nice to give it to you know the Philly, whatever. Um This game is a statement game for Zardes. It's a statement game for Zellerayon. It's a statement game for Jonathan Mensah. It's a statement game for Pedro Santos. All these guys who didn't get call-ups to their national teams, this is a chance to say, hey, you might be overlooking me. And I think that those four guys have a shot to play at the national level. We all know Zardes is hungry. Homeboy got married, had a kid. He's going to eat. He's going to eat a lot.
0: Well, your homeboy, uh, Diaz, will not be playing because he's going on international duty and he will miss the first round. But I'm still going to go with the crew. Glory to Columbus in this match. And I think it'll be an easy win for them. All right, on to this next round, the next match. Uh, Toronto at the two spot versus the... Higher seed that the Union doesn't play.
1: <laughs> uh, give me Toronto. They have a seven thousand billion dollar budget that they can buy all these old timers and hope that they want to go to Toronto and play. Uh, honestly, their forward Anelka, Anyelka, however you say his name, he's one of the better strikers in the MLS. They should have no problem playing. Any one of the four teams that they have a possibility of playing.
0: It wouldn't be a tournament if the crew didn't play the Toronto, right? So. Yep. All right. So that concludes the first round. All right. So after the first round, we'll reconvene and see how we did. And then we'll go on to the second, we'll predict the second round. So give Sounds me good. your final thoughts, Jordan.
1: All right, so my final thoughts. This is very interesting. It's kind of long, so stay with me. Jacob Myers, the Columbus Crew reporter for the Columbus Dispatch, Dispatch, tweeted, MLS announces Crew is exempt from the expansion draft in which Austin FC could have selected a Crew player. Also realizing we're entering an era where Columbus and Austin FC fan base rivalry will exist for real. That alone is interesting. But if you read the comments on that tweet... They're pretty, int- they're, they're pretty funny to me. One comment said, we have a rival, new and old. This team is non-existent, referring to Austin FC. Another one says, they have plenty to keep them busy with the Texas circle jerk rivalry. That prefers to Austin FC, FC Dallas, and the Houston Dynamo. <laughs> and the last one says, no, no. Uh, no, no, no fan rivalry at all. They're a bunch of posers. We only dislike their meathead owner and all the losers who decided to follow them to the worst city in Texas. So, to all the Austin FC fans who wanted the smoke from us crew fans, we ain't got time for you guys. Apparently, you guys are a bunch of non existent posers who play in a circle jerk rivalry in quite possibly (laughs) the worst city in Texas. So, better luck next time. (laughs) What about you?
0: Damn. Okay. Final thoughts. So I got on Facebook actually, and it shows your memories every like every day that you that you sign on. And yesterday, our memory was when Mexico beat the United States two to one in Columbus. That was an awesome game. a Mexico supporter. <laughs> your face right now. But. I also sent you a picture today of was it Chucky, uh, Tecatito, and uh, Raul Jimenez. So I'm excited to watch them play on Saturday and their match. And hopefully we can see some good stuff coming from them. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to our show. Uh, hit that follow button. Uh, follow us on Twitter instagram and hopefully we can continue to bring you guys good content and jordan continues to get his uh permission slips signed and uh continues to be on the show with us again because we missed him. all right guys tell your friends tell your family have a good night